0: Welcome to Building Hope with Purple Thoughts. Today is Friday, and that's the day where I have my special guests come on to share their thoughts about one of my Purple Thoughts. And I could not be more excited today than to have my special friend, Jennifer Bell Matthews. Hey, Jennifer,
1: how are you? I am great. How's it going?
0: It's going well. You guys, you're in for a treat today. These are heart people. I think a lot of my friends are heart people. So you guys don't know Jennifer like I do. So I'm gonna share just a little bit about her. Jennifer is a God-fearing, fun-loving, valiant woman that constantly leaves a positive footprint wherever she travels, literally. I can attest to that. Jennifer is also mom to her only daughter, Naya. Um, She calls her Ladybug. She received her bachelor's of arts in healthcare administration, a field where she can affect change in the disparities that affect survivors from all walks of life. Because of this, she is currently pursuing a master's degree in mental health and wellness from Angelo State University. You go Jennifer, that's beautiful. She plans to become a (laughs) licensed professional counselor upon completion, I love that. Jennifer is currently in the publishing process with her first book entitled, Through the Fire, Fight of My Life. Ooh, ooh, exciting stuff y'all. Which shares the story of her burn injury by taking a deep look into her past. It has been an eight year journey to completion. Jennifer's burns affect 93% of her body and range from second to fourth degree. In 2014, Jennifer started the East Texas Burn Foundation to bring medical supplies, resources, education, and support to survivors in the East Texas area. Jennifer is an active participant in ministry with Covenant Fellowship Church and SALT, Saving Another Lost Teen Youth Ministries. Man, that's beautiful. She enjoys volunteering, spending time with her daughter and family, traveling and uplifting others through motivational speaking. Jennifer's all right, y'all. I love her. (laughs) And I guess if you look at that, you can see why. So Jennifer, how did we meet? When did we first meet?
1: So we met at World Burn originally, and I was okay. sitting here trying to figure out which one it was, but I'm pretty sure it was Milwaukee. If I'm not I mistaken. I was in Milwaukee. And that was actually, so Providence? Yes. Okay. I was like, I know it was up north, and I know yeah. it was kind of chilly, so it had to be one of the two. Okay. So yeah, we met in Providence, and that would have been, I believe, my second year going to World Burn. Okay. And... Um, I liked your spunk. Uh-huh. So that was one of the things that did draw me to you. Um, you seemed like a very tall giant, not uh, just in uh, height uh, wise, but just from a lot of angles, especially when you can see well spiritually. And I was like, okay, she's got a lot going on, but a lot of strong um what would you say? Well, I guess not strong, but strength and personality as well. Oh, and those things you. make you a giant too, Oh especially when you're confident in yourself.
0: Well, thank you. Thank you for that. Because that has not always been that way. So that's a good thing. I'm growing, I'm growing, I'm growing in him. Thank the Lord for that. So I tell you what, I remember meeting you and I absolutely adore your mother and your father and your baby girl, Naya. I really do. You're just a beautiful family. <laughs> and the love there and the unity there is just very powerful. Painful. I remember you too, and you're pretty feisty your own self. So takes one to know one. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> anyway, so everybody knows I love purple. So I call my thoughts. Purple thoughts. If you could choose a color for your thought, what would it be and why?
1: (laughs) Actually, that's a little bit difficult. Um, My favorite color is purple as well. But I think if I had to go with a theme, it would probably be called purple leopard thoughts.
0: Um, Uh My thoughts
1: are not always, you know, just straightforward or to the point. They kind of dip left and right from time to time. So I'd have a few spots in there.
0: I love it. I love that so much. That's very unique. That's the first. <laughs> this is like my 240th show and no one's ever gave that answer. So that's uh-huh. pretty unique. I love it. Love it so much. One in a million. <laughs> <laughs> love it. Anyway, so we're here today to hear from you. So why don't you go ahead and read your purple thought and then just share from your heart how that thought resonated with you.
1: Absolutely. So. So um, my favorite thought, and of course, I like a lot of them, but it says, sometimes life can break our heart into tiny little pieces, and it may feel like it will never be whole again. Take courage. Every single piece is in the Lord's hand. He's able to put it back together again. Um, this not only, it's not something that I read that just hit me in the face, but it resonated with me. Um on a spiritual level and on an emotional level, because prior to ever being burned, um, I was already broken. I felt like I was in little pieces. Wow. Um, I wouldn't say my life has been ideal per se, but just dealing with certain things growing up, um, dealing with um, sexual assault, dealing with the cancer as a result, dealing with the not so great marriage, dealing, of course, then on top of that with the burn injury, and just never really mentally level pulling out. I've always felt over time that I've always been in pieces. I've never necessarily been whole. And even growing up in church, I was still broken. Wow. It's almost like you have access through the word and through faith and through church to feel a certain way and to heal yourself. But if you don't really know how how to get there or how to begin the journey, you remain broken until you see something different. And for me, being burned was the catalyst to me becoming whole again. Being burned is actually how I figured out who I am as a person. Wow. Um, it's been a long journey to just saying, what does Jen like? You know, what does being whole look like? You know, when you put those pieces of the puzzle together and you give it over to God, um, like you said, and you trust him that no matter how he fits it together that it's going to be right, and you just walk in that, it becomes like this powerful message and this powerful feeling that you don't want to let go. Yes. Yeah. So just seeing those pieces as what they were coming into the woman that I am, you know, like I said, whether it's spiritually, whether it's physically, mentally, and just seeing that I love who I am, I love the skin that I'm in. Beautiful. I love the fact that God has reshaped and remolded and restored me into this beautiful person. So that is by far my favorite purple thought. You are on point with it. You had no idea that you were ministering to me and I'm pretty sure several other people who read it, but it makes you stop and think about where you came from, yeah. what that journey looks like and all of the things that you still have forward, you know, have, I guess things that you have to look forward to.
0: Yes. I love it. I love it. You are really uh, starting this off with a bang. Well, well said. You made mention of something that how your burn injury was basically a catalyst for you to put yourself back together. A catalyst to uh, heal. I think that's real fascinating. I have a chapter in my book called The Real You Unveil." And in that chapter, of course, my book is talking about my experience. And when I was laying in the hospital bed and purple didn't mean anything and, um, you know, all these titles I had didn't mean anything, I was able to see who I really was. And it's something about being broken that Mm -hmm. opens your eyes. So I want you to kind of go back to that thought a little bit for us to discuss that. Why do you think that is that? Uh, uh, sometimes a sense of brokenness is an eye-opener for us. Why can we see more clear, basically, when we're broken on, on occasion?
1: I think it's the art of hitting rock bottom. Mm. So it's like sometimes we're broken, but those pieces may be a little bit larger. And it's like, in essence, God can't work with that yet. Like, yeah. we're not to that point where we're ready to listen or take advice or even change. We're just not there yet. And so we continue on that path that we're on, you know, thinking that we got it, we're going to take care of it. I'm going to do it this way, not realizing that that entire time those pieces are slowly splintering off because we're not, you know, healing ourselves. We're breaking ourselves down further. And then once we have that one thing, whatever it is that happens, that we hit rock bottom, everything shatters. The only thing you can do is see it for what it is. There's no more faking the funk at that point. Exactly. Broken, it's bad, and you can only look at it and say, what am I going to do with this?
0: I love it. I love it. I love it. And as we progress through this purple thought, um, I was talking about life, just life itself. Some people... um, say, well, God did this and God did that. And God had to correct me when I was in the hospital because I accused him of the fire. I accused him of being the reason why oh my. my son was lost. You know, it's so easy to uh, accuse God of things that are displeasing mm-hmm. to us, our or pain and our hurt. But it's a thing called life right. that happens. And mm-hmm. um, why do you think life has the power to break us like that. I I, I guess what I'm asking is our heart appears to be extremely fragile. And I guess that's why we have to be careful who we let have access to it or whatever. But why do you think life has that capability to break us into pieces like that?
1: You know, it's like, to me, we've always been told that life has no boundaries. Mm -hmm. And I think that's even true when it comes to matters of the heart. It's like, we are very good as people and humans in general at putting on a front and not showing our emotions. I'm going to show you the side of me that I want you to see, but you never really see who I am behind closed doors. You know, I'm going to show you the version of my heart that I want you to believe and perceive, but behind that, I know there's hurt, there's anger. There's fear, there's loneliness. There are all of these things going on, but we all want to appear strong because God forbid somebody thinks we're weak or thinks (laughs) we're struggling. That's just the most absurd thing in the world. But as humans, that's who we are. God made us emotional creatures so that we could deal with our issues, so that we could deal with our pain. And so after we have fronted so long, it's almost like life comes in and says, okay. Bam. And it may not even be anything major, but it's like, okay, reality check. This is what it is. Yeah. This is what you pretend that it is. But in reality, that's never been what it was. Yeah. You know, I blamed God a lot when it came to the rape side of things. Not so much the fire, but just how could you not protect me? Yeah. You know, what did I do that was so horrible? I'm 16 years old. I serve you. I've served you for years. I go to church six or seven days a week. How does this happen? How did you let this happen? And I'm pretty much just done. So if yeah. this is who you are, I want no part. Not realizing yeah. that as humans, we also have choice and free will. So not to say that God was like, oh, yeah, I'd do what you want to do but there was another person in that situation that decided that he wanted to take advantage right. of a situation that he was given access to and that's why it happened we always blame God but we never look at the enemy that's in the picture and frame it that this wasn't a God thing although he allowed it to happen there was something else at play there but what he did make sure of was it didn't kill me
0: that's right eventually
1: I did learn from it eventually it did make me stronger but I had to come to a agreement of sorts with God that okay I'm gonna let you make it on this one but going forward you know I need you to be a one with me and then I also had to learn that sometimes we put ourselves out of position and when we're out of position things can happen because we're not where we should be and that's what I've learned more so as an adult if I'm doing what I should be, there is less resistance, although there will be tests, there will be trials, but if I'm completely out of position, oh, I'm getting knocked around like nobody's
0: business. That's right. I totally agree.
1: It's life, and we can't, we can't track it. We can't make it up. All, All we can do is live it, but live it to the best of our abilities.
0: I totally agree with you. You know, I think we as Christians, in particular, forget we're in a fallen world. And in a Mm fallen world, sin has the advantage. It it really does. There you go. And it's a thing called life that can happen. And life will happen. And what I had to learn, because I had a similar feeling, I was angry at God just, just for a little bit. I'm one of those people, though, that I am real good about knowing who's important. So, even in my anger for a moment, I don't even think it lasted a full day, to be honest, because I realized <laughs> I needed him because, and I, you can't be angry and sideways with the person you need. So, it was short lived. I had my moment of anger, but it was very <laughs> short lived, uh, you know, because I'm like, oh, I need you because I knew too much about him. I knew his ability. I knew what he could do. So I hurried up and got my little act together for us, the angry side. But I did learn <laughs> that life, you know, is gonna be life. Life is a metaphorical, right. fortical, metaphorical parent that imposes changes in our life. And what God does, he's far away uh, f- uh, far away uh, uh, from situations where he could see how even this horrid thing, not that he ordained it, but he allowed to work something out in our lives. I think that's powerful. So this purple thought again, and this was a very personal purple thought because I was just thinking about, honestly, how I was just amazed at how losing Amos, and I talk about this all the time, and I think because I'm such a jovial person and I I believe in having fun, I believe in moving forward, but it doesn't mean the loss of my child still doesn't bother me. Uh, I always try to set that record straight. That hurts, period. I don't know, I haven't felt a pain before or since like that with the loss of Amos. And it broke my heart, I mean, into fragments. You will talk about fragments and pieces. We're talking tiny little pieces. But I was amazed how God took all of those pieces and put my heart back together again and enabled me to do the things I'm doing. But I, um, what the question I want to ask you, what did courage? Because the purple thought talked about taking courage because you're in God's hands. So it's going to be a two-point question. Let's talk about the courage side. What does courage look like? How should courage look in our lives, particularly for people of faith?
1: Man, I don't even know if I have an answer to that. I think that's a fully loaded question. What does courage look like? It can look like so many different things. I mean, courage can just be taking that next step into your future or your destiny. Courage can be, you know, being strong. Um, courage can be for me it was figuring out who I was it took courage it took strength it took me actually having to deal with Jen which was that was a process yeah <laughs> <laughs> just to sit back and say why are you this way why do you do these yes yeah. things but it took that in order for me to get to where I am it took God breaking me down you know humbling my spirit and me truly learning things to figure out, oh, I don't have to be this hard, touchy person. And courage was a part of all of that. So I think it's a definition of character, of course, but I also think it's in things that you do, how you move, how you make decisions. Wow. That's something to really think about. It really
0: is. I think about it a lot. When I think about courage, I think about power to move, (laughs) period. Period. Anytime courage is involved, it means you have to get up and go somewhere else. You got to go. You got to move. Courage is never needed if you can sit still and just observe. Usually it means you got something to do. You got to get up. And when you have courage, you move. <laughs> so we could take courage. We could make moves because God is with right. us and we're in his hand. Um. I know that's my experience. So as far as um, him being able to put our heart back together again, what's your idea about how he does that? And what's your experience with that? How he does it,
1: I think the process really starts with us. It's like me per se realizing that God is God. And no matter what it is, no matter if it was a good experience or a bad experience, God was still God. He allowed me space and time to do my own thing, to have things happen, for me to rebel, have my Jonah moment, as I tell everyone. But He was still God. And it's like no matter what I did, you know, we as Christians, we can do stuff all the time that we shouldn't do. that we feel guilty about doing, but you still feel that energy there. You still feel the presence of God there. And for me, it was like, okay, I'm now ready and willing because I'm not mad anymore. I'm not angry anymore. And right now, God, what I want more than anything is just a strong relationship with you. I want to build my faith. I want to build my prayer life, but I want you and me to be one, that's you know, it. I want to fill your presence every day, all day, and whatever that comes with, you know, quite naturally, because it's God that's going to come with healing and wholeness. And I realized the closer I got to Him, you know, the more I prayed, the more I just talked to Him. And you know, I talked to Him like I'm talking to you, okay, God, I can't deal with this, or yeah. you know, I need your help with this. Um, I noticed that relationship began to grow. And the stronger that relationship became, I started to see changes in myself. And that was really the point where I realized that things were changing, that I wasn't as broken as I was before. Those pieces weren't as shattered as they were before. And it's weird because when you think about it, it's almost like you physically seeing pieces and for whatever reason, you don't know what's pulling them together. You can't see what's pulling them together, but slowly they're starting to come together. And you're like, okay, God, I see what you're doing there. Okay, I see what you're doing there. Yeah. So if I keep doing what I'm supposed to do and growing my relationship and moving forward in my spiritual walk, as a result, healing happens. Yes. Because all of a sudden I'm not focused on the negative. I'm not focused on oh this happened to me 10 years ago. Oh this happened in this relationship. Yes. It's no longer important. So progress in your faith, progress in your relationship with God, heals your life in other areas to where you're not constantly looking back over your shoulder trying to figure out what went wrong or why. Your focus shifts. Yes, And as that, you know, as he's renewing you and renewing your heart, it's like everything's just slowly coming back together. It's almost like not even being able to describe the exact moment where I felt whole. I don't remember. I just remember thinking about it one day and saying, oh, wow. Exactly. Oh, this is different. Oh, that's different. But I can't pinpoint, oh, it happened at this day or on this day at this time. It was just... Thank you, God, for doing it because I'm no longer the broken individual that I used to be. Thank you for filling the need to put me back together because it's going to make me a stronger person. And he also knows when he calls us to do things that we can't do those things broken because you can't help anyone broken. No. Like I can't go and witness to someone else about, oh, you should be whole, but I'm broken. That's not quite how that works. That's right. So people see the example, they see the changes that God has made in your life. And for me, people who knew me even two years ago were like, oh wow, yeah, you are different. Well, what are you doing these days? Oh, you smile a lot more often. What do you have going on? But that's just the journey that I've been on. That's where God has moved and propelled me to. Because if you look around us, we're in a time where everything is purely negative that you see. You know, we're in the middle of a pandemic. We're in the middle of a supply chain shortage. We're in the process of people saying, you know, I don't have money to do this and I can't go do that. Well, we can't travel. So everything overall is negative. But God's like, even through that, There will be people whose spirits shine like beacons because regardless of all that, they're still happy, they're still blessed, they're still encouraging other people, and that's who I want to be. You know, leave everything else behind. That's all that's important. Yes. Draw people to Christ. That's right.
0: Beautifully, beautifully, beautifully said. And I think the Elmer glue, glue for the pieces is his love. God's love, it's, oh, good. it holds, it pieces all the pain together. It'll piece pain to purpose. It'll piece um, joy to sorrow. It can mix it all together and right. it'd be tight and hold and can withstand the storms to come. I, um, I think it's really interesting how, the, I think the key to everything I was saying when I was thinking about this I think my strength was or was my choice to stay in his hands. I think when we get out of his hand is when we get in trouble and where the pieces oh, yeah. can't put it together, we have to stay in his uh-huh. hands. So my last question for you, what does it mean to be in the Lord's hands? Man,
1: to be solid and sold out. I mean, to be in his hands just means. Not even being complacent, but always being open to change, always being able to listen and hear what's going around you because God is never going to lead you wrong. But we've got to stay focused and that's key is staying in his hands. We have a tendency to drift quite often. So we have to check ourselves on a regular basis to make sure we're staying in the will of God. We're doing what he called us to do. We're praying, we're fasting. You know, we are constantly, you know, renewing ourselves. And it takes all of those things just to be able to stay where we should be so that we're not, our focus isn't on other things. Because when we lose focus, that's when we drift. That's right. You know, one of my favorite scriptures is the
0: one that says, humble yourself under the mighty hand of God, and he yeah. will lift you up. Um, it's something about being under his hand or in his hands, whichever way you want to say that, mm-hmm. but basically under his guidance, in submission, right. and being able to- And it's also protection to, there. Exactly, exactly where I'm going, to uh, abide in his protection, in his guidance, and in his love. This is beautiful, uh, Jen. (laughs) Do you have anything else you want to share about this Purple Thought before we close?
1: I do not. I just want to, I do want to say, you know, when it comes to your Purple Thoughts, definitely keep writing them because it's simple things that you say that encourage and uplift people on a daily basis. And you never know who jumps on your page randomly and gets encouraged, you know, that day to get through something that is difficult for them or just that puts a smile on their face because it's funny and they've not laughed in a long time. So I read quite, I mean, and then even just going through all of them. And I remember you used to post every day and I would be sure to jump on your page every day because I wanted to know what you were saying, but that's because people who who need love, or even people who just need encouragement, and we all need that on a daily basis. We do seek out positive things, and we seek out positive thoughts, because it gets our day going. So I want to encourage you to keep going and keep doing what you're doing. Keep blessing others. Well, that's encouraging
0: to me, and I will do so as long as God is at the Him. I am definitely in his hands.
1: <laughs> <laughs> as long yes, as
0: you know, uh, Jennifer, I started doing this, what, five years ago, and I was, I mean, the Lord told me what I want you to do, I want you to, every day, I want you to um, share a thought about your walk with Christ. And I was like, do what? I mean, it was so odd to me, so, uh, and he didn't tell me to call them Purple Thoughts. I did that for it. That was my part. So if I'm going to share a thought, it's going to be a purple thought. I thought I'll brand it today's <laughs> purple thought. But anyway, it is amazing that the amount of calls and messages and emails, you have no idea. And it just totally blows my mind. But what really blesses me more oh, yeah. is when people share, like you, share their thoughts about the thought. Because then I in turn, get a chance to receive and get something to think on. I love it, I love it, I love it. This has been a blessing, Jennifer. Thank you so much for um, coming on, truly a blessing. Guys, I know you have been blessed by this conversation. You have been blessed by Jennifer's insight, her transparency, and um, just what she learned. I have her information in the show notes. You could go and read again. And I'm sure if you need someone to talk to, if what she said resonated with you, <laughs> reach out to Jennifer. I know, and I'm saying this freely, I hope I'm right, but I know she would not mind helping anyone. Is that okay, Jennifer? No. Absolutely. Yes. Okay, I thought so, because I have wonderful friends. <laughs> anyway, All right, all right, guys. So I pray that thought was a blessing to you. If you've been enjoying these thoughts, if any of these thoughts have been encouraging or inspiring, I encourage you to take a look at my journal, Building Hope with Purple Thoughts 2022. Yes, the 2022, the new journal is out this year and it's available on Amazon. Or if you would like a signed copy, just email me. Justina at Justinapage.com. I can get you a signed copy and get that to you. Proceeds benefiting my nonprofit, the Amos House of Faith, which supports burn survivors in the greater Houston area. It's been awesome being with you today. Be sure to tune in next week for more of Building Hope with Purple Thoughts. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining this purple girl in her purple world. Share the inspiration by leaving a review, rating, and subscribing to the show. I'll see you in the next episode. Until then, keep hope alive.